The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, so you know, you brought up something very interesting to me when you were talking about your morning routine and being disciplined. And you said that, you know, when it comes to being disciplined as a trader, you have to also have discipline outside of trading. Was that something that you kind of knew off the bat or was it something that you kind of learned as you were trying to build up your discipline trading? Because you said you go on walks every morning, you do your daily routine. When did you figure out that that was a proper and required thing to do to build up that consistency? Yeah, no, uh, this is a professional environment and uh, you need to be disciplined in that environment. But until you start living it yourself, you'll, you won't know uh, that it is in fact very true. And just as an example, it would be kind of like having a routine in the sense that let's say one day I'm up earlier and I start trading like at 7 a.m., right? Maybe I'll win, maybe I'll lose or in after hours, maybe I'll win, maybe I'll lose. But if it's not part of my rules or part of my daily routine, it's just, it's going to yield random results. And when you can kind of base your schedule around doing the same thing every day and having a repeatable process, um, win or lose, at least you could look back and say, well, that was my process. Today wasn't my day. Whereas if you, one day you trade pre-market at 7 a.m. and then the next day you don't, the next day you trade after hours, the next day you don't, um, the next day you, uh, you, you're, you're not following your setup, you're just like, you're, you're trying to do like scalping or whatever when you're not a scalper. You look back at your week and you're like, you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea how to critique that really. But when you do the same thing every single day and you have a, a systematic approach to your trading, with sizing, with rules, with your morning routine, with the stocks that you're looking for. So I'm not about to go and trade a large cap, you know? When you when you kind of boil it down to a science like that, um, you're able to hold yourself accountable for those uh, red days and those, at least you could say, well, you know, I'm disciplined as part of my routine. There's, you need to have like a, a structural approach to the way you handle. Like I said, the actual trade itself is only one aspect of, being a day trader and being in the trade is actually like you pressing the button takes you five seconds, but it's everything else. It's like the planning. It's showing up to the screen, watching how that stock trades pre-market to look for some clues. Um, Having patience the for the <laughs> plan to work out, you know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hitting the buy button or setting up the order takes you a minute, but everything leading up to you being in that trade you know, it might take an hour, it might take two hours. And that's the part where I think a lot of people don't really realize the work that goes on behind the scenes um, and that preparation. And I know some other traders, some pro traders out there use that analogy, and I definitely agree with it, but it's almost like being a professional athlete. If you're going to be a pro day trader, the regimen, the, uh, the disciplined approach, um, and finding your niche that you carve out for yourself. Once you find something that works, it's literally 
rinse and repeat trading has to become almost boring you know mm -hmm. and if i find my heart racing or if i find myself like uh catching some emotions you know what the problem is i'm using too much size or my entry was a little off yeah it's you know if i'm sized according to what i need to be uh, how i need to be sized uh there should be no my bpm should be literally the same thing as it is when I woke up mm -hmm. and that's how you know you're trading well. Yeah, definitely. When I'm sure that, you know, you would agree with me when I say that when it comes down to building some sort of discipline in trading, like if you are eating like crap and you are not, mm -hmm. you know, taking care of your body and you're just doing randomness in your overall day, it's a lot harder to be consistent and disciplined within trading. So like, like for me, what I kind of, recognized was that when I started to eat better, kind of work out a bit more, have a daily routine outside of trading, uh, that helped me a lot, you know, have discipline carry over into trading, you know, like having my rules in place outside of it, helped me build rules inside of it too. So that's something that I always recommend for new traders is I know it's, you know, it sucks, people don't want to do it, but it helps your mind, you know, function better too, you know, having a better diet, having some sort of exercise, it allows you to think a bit more clearly and not really worry so much about um, all those emotions that kind of show up within the trade. Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, I am doing, you know, cardio in summer, play a little tennis. And uh, it's, it's really because, you know, trading can be stressful. Like even if you do follow all of your rules, and even if you do show up prepared every day and, and quote unquote know what you're doing, it still could be stressful at times. It's just kind of the nature of the business. You see, uh, you know, big swings here and there and these, these stocks are volatile and uh, it could be a little stressful from time to time. So having that outlet um, and, and, and working out and eating right definitely, definitely helps. And um, I've only been... Uh, eating healthier and healthier over the years. Like when, when I first moved from like, you know, uh, my folks place to, to a condo, I didn't have that much diversity in what I was eating. And I was probably ordering uh, a lot of food, like from restaurants, uh, compared to now, like, uh, the groceries are extremely, extremely healthy. And if you just feel better, you just yeah. feel better. It's definitely, uh, yeah. helps you just think clear overall. So uh leading from that you brought up kind of the stress in trading um and i wanted to ask you when it comes down to you know having having winning trades or losing trades do you necessarily like celebrate the wins or do you allow the losses to kind of put you down or or do you more so just kind of look at the overall how am i doing this month how am i doing this year because i know like your name is my daily gains yeah. uh, but like like how much do you care about like the individual wins per se and how much do you let well, those influence your day after the trade what's what's very funny is that i created that name like when i didn't when i was just starting out <laughs> and i didn't realize at the time that you know oh you don't have to trade every day to make money all those cliches i had to um, live them and learn them right so and also when I started, uh, like when I created the Instagram, it was also to kind of 
not spam like the, the circle of people that I know personally with stuff that they may not care about. And um, I wanted to just create like another outlet for where I could share my thoughts and meet like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And so that was just the name that I came up with. Um, but yeah, then when I started kind of, I made a mistake early on of posting daily P&Ls and I was still kind of new to the game. And I kind of put this unnecessary pressure on myself to, oh, today I want this trade to be a winner so that I could go on social media and say that I made whatever hundred dollars and say you say your trade was like, I don't know, going well, but Oh wait, if it just goes a little bit further, it'll look better on social media. And that was a, something that I kind of <clears throat> learned through that I shouldn't really care or do those posts for the public at the end of the day, like everyone's personal journey, uh, if you want to, if you want to grow, like you don't need that unnecessary pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> just getting back to, uh, to the main question, I don't try to put too much importance on every single, uh, day or every single trade. Um, I do try to look at it more, um, for me, I'm looking more like weekly and, and monthly, like, uh, I'll know if I'm having a good week or a bad week, so to speak. Uh, rather than breaking it up by day because uh, you know a day is not not really important in the grand scheme of things and something I'm, I'm getting a lot better at now uh, over the last six months I'd say was I really really don't care what my PL is on one given day I used to be like oh well if I just hold on a little bit longer it, it'll satisfy me because the PL will maybe read this amount and that kind of means that you have a daily goal so i kind of dropped the daily goal thing because i to to be transparent i used to have a daily goal when i started Mm -hmm. but i've since dropped the daily goal thing and now i just have kind of a set of rules which i kind of i call them the the walk away rules and a few of my closest trading friends are they're aware of it as well so uh, I know some traders don't put so much importance on dollar figures, but in my case, if I have a game that's a certain dollar figure, I have rules in place, which basically say, if I'm going to trade a second ticker or a third ticker on the day, I'm going to ensure that I'm going to leave the day with no less than, and it's, it's a dollar amount, meaning like, I don't know, let's just say I'm up $400 for argument's sake my rules will say if I take another stock today, I'm not going to leave with less than 300. And then, so how you do that is um, let's say that other stock is running. I have rules per price per float. I have a max size, which is a share size. So then you just reverse engineer it. If I can only afford to uh, lose no more than a hundred dollars on this final trade of the day, well, I can only afford to be wrong by X amount of cents per share. So if I'm going to use a thousand shares, well, then there's really no room for error because mm-hmm. I can only be wrong by 10 cents. So if the stock is whipsawing and there's range and volatility, well, I would be stupid to try and tackle this with a thousand shares. So then I would say, okay, well, if I do 200 or 300, 400, well, now I can afford to be wrong by 20, 30, 40 cents, whatever the case is. So if I position myself at a certain entry level, 
where I know I have that wiggle room and then the trade works in my favor, well, it works in my favor. That 400 now becomes five, 600. But if I'm wrong, I close it up and I don't do what a lot of these traders do. They're up 400 and then somehow they have a red day. This is, for me, this process barely ever happens because I have these set rules. That's very interesting because my approach is completely different, as you probably know. Like, I, <laughs> I know, like for me, different. I don't really care about PL at all. Like, if I see another trade, I'll just take it because it fits the strategy. So that's that's kind of interesting to see that you've kind of developed those rules to ensure that you keep that green, which is fine. You know, that's that's your personality. But interesting to see that, you know, you have such rigid rules in place to make sure that, that you do keep that daily gain, you know, so to say. And the rules might have stemmed from like the earlier days where I start big green and then like walk away with like a hundred bucks or walk away break even, or in some cases walk away red. And I, it happened to me so many times where I'm just like, I, I just don't want to go through that anymore. Like if I'm up a certain amount, I wanted to have rules in place that kind of protect me. And, uh, that's where I've kind of, it's always a work in progress, crafting, uh, you know, refining your rules and, and all that stuff. But it's, uh, I know it's very different because it, for me, like it places a little bit of importance on the actual dollar figure. Whereas I know for you, it's not something that you look at and even other traders even hide their PL. And that's totally cool. Like I respect um, many other traders strategies. And so there's no one way to trade. And that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know, like when it comes back to what you kind of said initially for that question was that you used to always, you know, share your profit for the day. And that's something that I used to do all the time too, because uh, right. obviously that's, you know, how to grow on social media. Yeah, but uh... when I did that, it made me almost attach my self-worth to what I made that day. And that would just spiral <laughs> out of control in terms of it. Like that'd make you almost not trade properly, but just, you know, like it'd make you trade just to, you know, show off that big PL. And when I used to do that, I would also take the biggest losses that I ever had in my career, which is something that, like for me, it's important for people to realize that what you make on one single day doesn't matter at all, right? It, no, it, it doesn't matter at all. Like it's what you make over hundreds, thousands of trades that really matters in the end. So, like for me, when I just like had stopped sharing my PL, that allowed me to just focus more on the process and focus more on on making the the trades better and better. Not so much, you know, show off, hey, like I made a thousand. So uh, yeah, yeah. Because anybody anybody could like anybody can make a thousand dollars in the trade. Like if you have the account size and you just like trading. Uh, you know, you could enter and the trader could, uh, you could enter a trade and it could turn into a winner or it could turn into a loser within the next few seconds. It's like, it's, as you said, it's the process that counts your entry, your, uh, your plan behind it, where you plan to take profits, where you plan to cut if you're wrong. It's all those things that are more important. Um, but yeah, to get back to one of the things that you asked, uh, earlier on, I did celebrate like, you know, little milestones and stuff. Um, but more, more, more something that I did. And like I said, I keep the account small. So what I try to do is I try to give myself like the occasional paycheck via wire wiring out. And what I would do, 
And, um, you know, some, some trader buddies of mine, they were, they would tell me too, is like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this is you literally, you do the wire outs. And then for one of the wire outs, you just go out to like the fanciest restaurant you could find. And you don't look at price tags or, you, you know, like, I don't know. I, um, I bought a, a winter jacket that costed over a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something that came, that came from you, you, you. <laughs> and yes. like, if you, a lot of traders, they just keep it on screen and, you know, they treat it like a video game or whatever it is. And they, then they lose 75% of their account in one day. And they're like, Oh, well, but like, unless you actually take some of the money that you've earned from the market and go out there, I mean, maybe not now with COVID time, but like go on a trip, go to a, go to a day spa. Um, you know, I, you, you go to like, you know, snowboarding and, and, and stuff like that. And you go to restaurants and, you know, with trading games, it's like, doesn't it feel so good when it's with trading games? Like, honestly, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It helps you just realize that, that that matter, that money actually matters and it means something more than just like pixels on a screen. So yeah, it's a good idea to do. Definitely, you know, wire out some cash, celebrate with it. But the main thing you don't want to do is you don't want to like, <laughs> you don't want to be super happy when you have a big like one single day, because if you do that, well, then when you have a big loss, you're going to naturally be super almost depressed and really sad. Right. So that's kind of what I was really, you know, getting towards, but that's something that you don't do. So yeah. that's good. Well, cause if you, cause if you have a systematic approach, the days should like, in my case anyway, cause you know, for shorting, I mean, there's only so low that it could get, uh, there's only so much that a stock could sell off. So, for me, it's like the days, like an average daily green day, for example, uh, will, will, will fluctuate over the months, but it's relatively similar over the course of my strategy, unless I start um, really going to scale up the strategy, which is something I want to do later this year. Uh, but the days pretty much should look similar. And if I have a day that's like four times my daily average green day, it's usually as a result of some kind of outlier events, such as like an offering or massive dilution being like at the market offerings actually happening and, and stuff like that, or really, really just having like your full size near that entry rather than just like you you're, you're scaling in. So you're only maybe a third of your size or whatever. So there's a, but in your case, I mean, it's different because the stocks, like when you enter, you have an approach to enter, but really the stocks can go to infinity. <laughs> they can go up. Yeah. So. As we've like seen a- the past a- year. <laughs> but yeah, a- like, you know, is an example, yeah. yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, one thing too, is that when you do have a large green trade, it shouldn't really be a celebration because like you plan for that, right? Like that's why you got into the trade in the first place. Like you plan for that trade to be a winner so if you attach happiness to that that green it just allows you to really you know yeah like have a lot of emotions come into play which don't need to be there in the first place yeah i rather look at like you said like and this the mark done with sample size approach like let me look at my last 100 and if my if my last 100 says that it, you know in my case uh, about 75 to 80 wins and that at least the 20 to 25 losses were all within that regimen of trying not to have that loss be 
more than one third of the max daily loss. And sometimes it is because of slippage and other things. Um, but if I can look back at my last 100, well, that'll put a smile on my face rather than like yeah. one trade that you nailed, you know? Exactly. So, so, so as far as, you know, how far you've come now ever since you started trading, um, like what's a few tips that you would wish you had a chance to give yourself when you did start day trade? Like what's some things you wish you learned a lot sooner in your journey? Um, well, to be honest, and this is, this is a good one, but I would really, really ignore the noise on social media. Um, Twitter, like stop to its site. Haven't gone like, in a few years me neither <laughs> uh it's, it's total total garbage uh, no offense to people who use it um twitter is something that i had to actually mute and unfollow like a lot of people because you know congratulations to so-and-so for his 10k day but for all i know they're breaking the rules to make it or uh for all i know they could afford and i know a few people like this not personally but people that, you know, they, they have 10 K accounts and they blow them up. And then six days later, they're refunded with another one. Well, that must mean that they have some kind of financial cushion or that, that affords them to be reckless like this. So I don't care to see that they made two or three grand in a day. So it just messes with your own psyche and makes some traders think that they have to be a certain way to get to that level. Yeah. And so the biggest piece of advice I'd give now to, you know, new traders at TradeBuddy and anybody watching this is um, ignore the noise from other people's P&L and uh, social posts and that sort of thing. And just focus on really just yourself and your own uh, journaling. And, you know, if someone like myself or Tony or Aston, like if we portray, you know, that we're, making a lot of money with one particular trade or whatever uh it's better that you ask us like why we took the trade and i get a lot of dms from people in trade buddies saying like oh i noticed that you said you got short there could you just explain why so whether i made one dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand or whatever from that trade doesn't really matter people want to like the smart traders want to know well what what was the reason behind that so um, ignore the noise, focus on you. And, um, you know, I spent like several months early on wasting my time on trying to make an Instagram look good for no reason. Cause I wasn't even selling anything too, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know why I was doing it, but, um, and yeah, journaling is important too. I would say if you're not journaling or if your journal is like one phrase, step it up. <laughs> It'll go a long way. Yeah, you know, having having some sort of way to gather data because in the end, you know, trading is so much about having like having the edge in your favor and you won't really know that until you find out the data behind your trades, you know, like, like all that stuff matters so much to me and like one thing that I wish that I did a lot earlier on was really focused on collecting data and finding out whether or not my strategy was even profitable in the first place. Because I wasted years 
not tracking anything whatsoever, just kind of going off of a feel. And when I started to really like have lots of success with trading was when I realized, you know, it's not about the one trade. It's not like, it's not about, you know, having one big win. It's more about having a system that allows you to trade through any market and it's profitable, which is one reason why right now I can have a win rate of less than 50% and be fine with it. Like if I didn't have data that showed me that was fine, I would never have confidence to place those trades. I would never have confidence to place those trades. So that's something that's, you know, it's a huge recommendation for me is, is just have data in your side, in your favor. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I got, I convinced one of my buddies to join uh, trade buddy like a few mm -hmm. weeks ago there. And uh, like he was in, one of these like free communities where, I mean, now I think they're being investigated by the SEC. I'm not going to oh name names on that, <laughs> but like, it's one of those pump rooms with like 20,000 uh, people in it. And uh, it was one stock that was like breaking out to $30. It was like a halt fest. And he was texting me saying like, you know, should I buy this thing uh, after the halt at like $29? And I was basically saying, this is not a good idea, you know? And then I told him to start watching your videos and, and then he quickly realized that like the win rate didn't matter. And, uh, you know, it was all because of you, his trading is starting to turn around. That's awesome. And, and, um, it's, it's really, it's really funny because from time to time, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll peep this, uh, morning live broadcast show just to see what some large long bias rooms are looking at. And there's like thousands of people, commenting in the comments who really are just buying like late alerts. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, they might be making money, um, but they're being rewarded for a bad habit. And I think oftentimes they're, they're also going to be dumped on as well. And they'll, they'll learn the hard way. And I think people need to find you. They need to find trade buddy because like, like you said, 40% win rate, 30% win rate, you're still doing it. And uh, a lot of people are still doing a trade value with that, with that kind of uh, win rate. So win rate is very overrated. It's really, yes, it is. Um, and uh, yeah, just so we're just while we're on that topic of people putting too much importance on one trade. Uh, do you have any comments on this whole GameStop fiasco and those traders? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can really say about GameStop is that, like it was an awesome run up, like like it was astronomical how strong that was able to run on the front side. But a lot of the chatter nowadays is from people who bought within that first peak and are just waiting for it to break out even higher, which I mean, it's possible, you never know. But a lot of those people are so focused on making one trade, make him a millionaire. And that is just so far against what I believe to be correct trading. If you're buying a stock like that at like 400 bucks and you hold down until it drops down to 40 bucks, it runs back up and they're still holding on, not cutting the loss for break even. Like it's just gambling at that. It's hard one to call could... some of them traders, you know? Oh yeah. Tep yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And like one thing that I would say is if you are stuck within GameStop from the first rally up, um, you should definitely look into using this new run up to kind of 
exit the position and start fresh because this is a very rare opportunity that it has ran all the way back up, you know, and you know, who knows how far it could go. Like it could break out. It could go to a thousand dollars over the next few years, but like, even if it does, like who cares that you were holding that whole time? Like it wasn't a plan that you had in the first place. It wasn't something you planned for it to do. You just yeah. bought, you held and hoped, and it happened to work out in your favor in this one case. That's not going to happen all the time. Yeah, and their their money's tied up in the position uh, exactly. while back while back holding. And, exactly. You know, if someone had like uh, thirty grand and and right now they could exit and, and get fifteen or whatever it is as per Friday's close, just uh, loose numbers there. But you know, what if somebody actually dedicated themselves to becoming a trader or you know? A swing trader, day trader, whatever, and they could, in theory, turn that fifteen grand into thirty over the course of time, and maybe even more. But I think the th the problem is with a lot of those traders is they don't want it. To, they don't want to wait three, six, nine, twelve months. They want it overnight, and mm -hmm. and that's another piece of advice. I think tying back to another question is um, don't expect. To be you know super successful in this game um overnight it really does take years of screen time and blood sweat and tears and journaling and, and frustration and i want to answer um i think it's raquel is it rachel or raquel i think it's raquel right yeah it's raquel raquel yeah she um is a a great trader developing a, a trade buddy over the years. And one of her questions in the community was, uh, did you ever want to quit at the beginning? And it definitely, cr it crosses your mind when you have those early frustrations. But something I've learned is that uh, the reason, like you may have, you might've got into day trading uh, or the markets because you know, you, you want to make some money from it. That's what brings everybody to the tables at first, mm -hmm. but those who stick it through and um, make it to the other side, so to speak, it's really the, the people and the traders that have a love for the game itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't like it and this has nothing to do with win or losses, but if you just don't like it, like, you know, uh, the charting, the, the level two, this and that, like, you're going to be in trouble if you don't like what you're doing, basically. Definitely. Um, this is really, it becomes a passion and the money becomes a byproduct of the passion. Yep. And uh, like I said, I'm in a couple of group chats here and there. And literally you could go to like two in the morning on the weekends. These guys are sending charts and stuff. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is going on on, on the weekend. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I always try to take one day off away from the screens just to get that mental breather but you have to you have to really love uh this environment if you want to make it definitely yeah uh, there were times when i was starting out and i was blowing up accounts you know three thousand dollar accounts left and right and i would want to quit i would want to give up but i mean there are factors for me that like, i kind of wanted to make trading work because one main reason why I got into trading is because you can work for yourself. And as you know, like I have a stutter and I was always so afraid of working a corporate job and not having the ability to talk to people and like, like move up the ladder 
And um, that was one big motivation for me was that if I could learn how to trade and just do that, there's no one to talk to. I can just do it all by myself and not worry about anything else whatsoever. So that was one big driver. No matter how much I was failing, I wanted it to work out in the end. And to number two, I was super passionate, you know, like using charts to read price action and all that stuff. I was super passionate about it. And that's what helped me to just keep going forward. And yeah, like you have to have some like type of passion towards it. Cause if not, and you start losing, you can give up very easily. Cause you know, like why would you want to keep trading if you're consistently losing money? Like there's no sense to it, but you have to kind of be almost crazy in a sense and just have that vision and just have that passion towards it in the end. Yeah, and, and if you are losing at the beginning, which is very common, you have to quickly identify the why, right? Yeah. And if the why is because you can't cut your loss or for emotional reasons, it's something that, and this might answer some questions that were coming in the community, is something that you need to address as quickly as possible um, via really trying to find yourself psychologically. So books, podcasts, you have to let it like be ingrained in your brain that there's a reason you're holding on to this loss mm -hmm. and you have to really try to find out why that is in order to correct that issue. And I think the reason why people are holding on to that loss is because they lose sight of the hundred Mark Douglas, uh, hundred trade sample size approach. Cause in the hundred trade sample size approach, there's, it's basically, okay. You, you cut it at that level and you move on to the next one. Yep. And that's basically, I know it's easier said than done, but uh, people really have to get, get a grip on that. And also, you know, maybe size down, maybe go back to paper trading. Cause you know, if they're, if they're losing, um, if they're losing too much money, it could be, it could be discouraging uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, that's one thing that I've, just preach time and time again. And there's so many people on YouTube just hate against it for some weird reason, <laughs> but yeah. like it makes total sense to paper trade at first. Like there's, there's no shame in it. There's, there's no reason not to, like if you're going to get into a game where it's so stacked against you, why not first just learn how the game even worked in the first place while risking nothing. And one right, reason yeah, why yeah. people don't want to do it is because of ego, because they want to make their money super quick. And what a lot of people do wrong is they'll start paper trading and they'll make money really quickly and they'll say, oh, you know, I'm doing it right. Why not just, you know, use real money now? And then they'll get emotional and all those things. So, I mean, yeah, um, having having the confidence behind a game where where the the win rate is is kind of uncertain and you, like you don't know what's going to happen with the next trade having confidence with that on taking that risk and not caring about the outcome is like the key to me like not caring about the next trade really allowed me to just unlock the whole thing about you know having confidence with my strategy that's is wrong half the time because if i cared about each trade individually 
And I knew you lose your account fast. Yeah, exactly. Like I would not want to, you know, take that risk if I didn't know it was a high win rate, you know, trade. And um, so, I mean, we've been talking for quite some time here. I think we should start wrapping it up. We could save some of these questions for the next uh, next episode. But one thing I want to ask you just to uh, wrap it all up is um, like what. What piece of material, whether it be a book or a podcast or something, really helped you understand that whole idea of it's not so much about a chart pattern, but it's more about the psychology and uh, the risk in the end? Yeah. So, again, we've been been name dropping this guy a lot of times in the podcast, but uh, there's a couple of Mark Douglas books, which are must have the discipline trader and um, uh, trading in the zone is the other one. And there is like a four hour YouTube. So I could divide it into four parts, one hour each. You just uh, YouTube Mark Douglas. He's talking at a seminar all about the sample size approach and things of that nature. Um, in regards to the podcast, I would, uh, these guys, they're, they're not really involved in, in small caps, so it's okay to, um, to, you know, to give them a quick shot, but it's called the limit up podcast. And they, they mainly do like futures and other things like that, but they bring on guests and they talk about, uh, you know, trading psychology and that sort of thing. And I just try to immerse myself in the content of, anything and everything related to trading um, disciplines and rules. And if I find myself, uh, I, I track like how many, uh, I have like eight or nine golden rules and I track daily how many of them I've uh, broken. Cause obviously we're human. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You might break one of your nine rules or two of your nine rules. So I actively track those things and I find when I, have a week where maybe I'm not doing as well as other weeks. I'll spend that weekend listening to some podcasts about trading psychology to kind of reset my mind mm-hmm. and get my mind right. So that when I show up to, mon- uh, to Monday morning, I'm ready to go. It's a clean slate and we'll not get out of the park. Sweet, man. Well, that was quite an episode. I would say had a lot of great <laughs> discussions, a lot of, Awesome things to hear from you. And before we wrap it up, um, uh, like where can people find your content and follow you specifically on Twitter or on Instagram? What's your what's your handles? So yeah, the handle is uh, at my daily gains. Uh, so my daily gains, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Started up the YouTube, but I need to get more active there. But uh, definitely on Instagram, I post ideas from time to time. And on Twitter, I post uh, some kind of real-time commentary on my thoughts on what's going on and that sort of thing. Chart executions. Uh, for Instagram, chart executions, definitely. So Sweet. Perfect. Um, and it's been a real pleasure to, to kick this off. And hopefully we have a couple of uh, folks from the TV fam want to join in and uh, be interviewed and uh, also externally. Mm-hmm. as well it's open to externals yep. and um, i want to get one of my trading buddies from south america on, on this thing he's a prolific short seller so i hope hope he wants to to get on here we'll get him on here all right man well thank you so much for your time 
And uh, we'll catch everyone else who's watching and listening in the next episode.